Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by SI Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran out here in Dove Valley midweek ahead of the Broncos week four home showdown against the Ravens. We're talking injury updates, the impact of losing KJ Hamler and Jonas Griffith. Why the Broncos called up Brett Rippon to the 53-man roster, challenges of facing MVP quarterback Lamar Jackson, and much, much more analysis. So we'll start off the show here on the First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook with the injuries. And of course, the big one this week, KJ Hamler going down with that season-ending ACL injury, and they place Jonas Griffith, the key special teamers, on IR2 with a hamstring injury. Yeah, and and I, I wrote about this in the paper the other day about Hamler is his value to the offense isn't just because he catches some passes. He does take coverage away from uh, Judy when he was healthy and Sutton, Tim Patrick, because he was their home run guy. And if you're throwing downfield, even if they're not being completed, defense has got to pay attention to it. That frees up your shallow crosses, your tight ends for underneath routes, et cetera. So that's a, um, that's a big loss. Griffith, as you mentioned, is a special teams core player. He's on IR, minimum three games out with a hamstring. I asked Vic Fangio on Wednesday, this is three hamstrings on IR right now. Is that a concern for you and the training staff? He didn't really answer nope. the question, which to me means it is. Um, then, uh, so the other injury news is they're running out of guards. And uh, Dalton Reisner has the foot. Graham Glasgow has the knee. As of Wednesday, they're not practicing. Uh, Vic used the term questionable to describe both their statuses for Sunday. And uh, that's a challenge for Lloyd Cushenberry if you have Mute at right guard and um, Miners at left guard. Two guys, not a lot of experience. Miners, hardly any as a rookie. So if I'm the Baltimore front, Clayus Campbell in particular, I'd I'd be uh, excited about facing some of these young guys. But overall, on the injury front, they're running out of bodies. And... You want to say, hey, if you're a Bronco fan, 3-0 and is great. You're favored to go 4-0. and The schedule's starting to set up. It's, start, it's starting to get tougher, but some of these teams aren't as good as, as we anticipated. But, you know, you're not losing special teams, guys, with the exception of Griffith. You're losing starters, and starters for a long time, and that's got to be a concern for the Broncos because I wrote last week they're on the razor's edge defensively with their depth. I think they're still there, and they're getting there on offense. And as you mentioned, Ryan, Glasgow – and Reisner both not practicing today. Wednesday, Reisner was in a boot at his charity event earlier this week. So um, those guys questionable. And then of course, Glasgow, he's been going through the ups and downs here. He had the, the heart issue a couple weeks ago, then goes out with the knee injury. So lots of attrition up front. And Vic Fangio, he said, hey, it's a little early to be getting this deep yeah. into the offensive line depth. I mean, there's 14 games to go. I mean, you're not supposed to have this much stuff early. I saw Reisner bounding outside out of the locker room after media availability. He did not have a boot on. He was, you know, going to the indoor facility to do something. Um, and here's the other thing about Reisner and Glasgow. I don't think either of them been very good this year. Um, so maybe getting two young guys in there would be an upgrade, at least uh, you know temporarily. But the thing with Glasgow is, I talked to him during the off season. I said, "Hey, was was 2020 a year where everything that could go wrong did with the ankle and then the knee, then COVID?" He said, pretty much, well, he's looking at another Murphy's Law year right now because if he misses time, you know, he had the irregular heartbeat, as you said, now the, now the knee issue. So it's uh, stockpiling. And, you know, the, all the positions where the Broncos felt they had good depth going into the season, receiver, corner, offensive line, 
those are the three spots that are being tested. Again, folks, this is the First Norge Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. And let's take a listen in to a word from our sponsor. Nothing else in the world can hold a candle to sports. It's why true fans actually cry when their team loses a close one and why we channel the memory of a goldfish to believe again before the next game. Teams can be beaten, but true fans are invincible. At Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, we get that, all of it, because we love sports too. We also happen to have the knowledge that comes from working alongside more athletes and coaches than any other sportsbook on the planet. We understand the game, not just the spread. So we made the sports book only Sports Illustrated could deliver. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sports book by sports people. Download the SI Sportsbook app today. New players, when you bet $10, get $50 in free bets. New players only. Players must be over 21 located in Colorado. Qualifying bet $10 or more. Minimum odds minus 150. Free bet tokens credited after bet is settled and expire after seven days. Free bet stakes not included in winnings. Promo expires 12-31-21. Full terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Again, folks, this is the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Back to the show here in Dove Valley. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. So we'll get into the meat of the show here. Start with Brett Rippon, and he got promoted to the active roster on Tuesday. And that was a move that Vic Fangio said was precipitated by another team expressing interest in Rippon and trying to claim him off the practice squad, put him on their own 53-man. Yeah, and that's usually how it goes. Um, had Rippon joined another team's practice squad, he would have been guaranteed three game checks. But, uh, you know, this is a week-to-week thing. I mean, a couple of people were saying, well, does that mean a Drew Lock trade is imminent? No, no, a thousand times no. Uh, but they like Brett. They wanted to hang on to him. They practice squad protected him the first three weeks of the season. So I, you know, I don't think they can do this long term and have a roster spot for a third quarterback. But, uh, you know, they feel like they can maybe get through this week and maybe push him back to the practice squad uh, after the Baltimore game. And then they signed uh, David Moore off Las Vegas' practice squad. Yeah, he's a receiver with experience. He's he's gonna, I think he's going to be active on Sunday because you, you you need to get some guys with some you know notches on their belt so to speak who can run routes and very productive for Seattle last year. But you know he signed a deal with Carolina, guaranteed him a million a quarter. Got cut in camp, uh, so then he went to the Vegas practice squad. So you know they might have a little bit of a you know a find there who can get up to speed quickly, but. It's uh, and the roster churn has started, as Vic said, a lot earlier than they expected. So more big opportunity for him and somewhat of a practice squad steal considering his recent credentials, as you mentioned, Ryan. Yeah, and the other thing is he returns punts. And when I saw that, is okay if Deontay Spencer is your new number three receiver, you probably want to take punt returns off his ta- off his plate because that's a, you know that's just extra running and potential for injury. Kendall Hinton, I, I think when Moore gets up to speed could be this week he'll be the four hit will be the five uh just because of kendall's inexperienced playing receiver but uh you know they're going to be i think tuesday i mean they put two guys a piece on ir the last three tuesdays and you know they gotta start bucking this trend because uh, pretty soon they're going to be it's going to be infecting the win-loss record first orange podcast presented by sports illustrated sportsbook sisportsbook.com go check them out great new player in the sports gambling space and of course the broncos 3-0 but the three opponents they've played, a combined 0-9. So cupcake September schedule, they checked it off the list. Now the real schedule starts with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens this Sunday at Empower Field. And Ryan, after the Ravens suffered that overtime loss to the Raiders on Monday Night Football Week 1, they've bounced back with two 
uh, maybe I'll say impressive victory for the first one against the Chiefs and then a squeaker against the Lions last week, Justin Tucker's 66-yard field goal NFL record at the buzzer to give them the win. So they got the momentum coming in. They got Lamar Jackson, and they got a very stout, traditionally stout run defense, even though Derek Wolf probably won't be playing. Yeah, Calais Campbell, the Denver South Alabama anchors that run defense. But you mentioned the Kansas City game. I think the Chiefs gave that one away. And then the Lions game. You know, they needed a record-setting field goal to escape that with a win. So, you know, they they were hit by injuries at corner and running back before the season even started in practice. So they had the Ravens have had to scramble. But, you know, when you got the quarterback, he just adds such a dimension. He's forced in the league in rushing yards. He's a quarterback. And the thing about Lamar, where he's very smart, is he just always he's slippery enough and smart enough where he avoids the big hit. He'll run out of bounds. He'll slide, even on keepers. So. You know, very a very aware player. This is the first time the Broncos are facing him. He was a rookie back in 18, week three, uh, when old friend Joe Flacco started for the Ravens. So, you know, when you when you're defending Lamar Jackson, I think you got to mix up your coverages. To me, it's a zone call, so everybody can have eyes on him, even as you're covering your man. Because if you're playing man on the outside, Kyle Fuller and Pat Sertan have your back to Lamar Jackson. If he starts to scramble, that's going to be free yards. So I think it's a big game for Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson at safety. And I think it's a big game for Justin Sternad and Alexander Johnson, inside linebacker, to account for Jackson. Where I think the Broncos can have an advantage is the Ravens haven't really blocked anybody pass protection-wise. Left tackle Ronnie Stanley's out. Alejandro Villanueva, who wasn't very good at right tackle in the opener, has moved to the left side after playing there for Pittsburgh the last several years. So I think this could be a big Von Miller day on Sunday, and that's what they're going to need because they cannot let Lamar get out of the pocket. you got to keep him in the pocket, so be disciplined in your rush lanes, make him throw the football. And, Ryan, you and I talked about this. I mean, do we anticipate the Broncos to have a spy on Jackson? You, you mentioned the zone coverage, but – Will Sternad or Alexander Johnson or perhaps even a safety like Simmons be a spy in particular packages on Jackson to keep him contained? You know, NFL Game Pass right now sucks. Uh, they've made a very good product into a train wreck. And so the all-22. Customer review coming up here. Yeah, and for the money I'm paying for it, I'm getting ripped off, and so are a lot of other media people. Digressing, what that means is the all-22 is not really available as much as before. There you could see the spy. On the TV copy, you really can't. Raider game, Jonathan Abram, the safety, was sort of kind of following him around. But on one of those plays, it looked like Abram was flat-footed. So to me, it was almost looked like he was playing zone. So to me, I don't like the spy because to me, it means you're basically playing with 10 men. So I think you play zone and just have everybody aware that when he leaves the pocket, don't leave your man. That frees up some other guys to go chase him down. And this is the First and Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SISportsbook.com. Sports Illustrated has been bringing fans deeper into the sports since 1954. That's over 65 years of sports insights and knowledge and six years before there is pro football here in Denver. While other sportsbooks know gaming, SI Sportsbook knows the game. It's betting built with a combination of actual sports knowledge and true sports passion. It's a sportsbook for real sports fans because it's made by real sports fans. And it's a perfect time to get your bet in on the game right now at sisportsbook.com. And with that, we're going to go into our gambling segment here. A couple lines to discuss, naturally starting with the Broncos, minus one against the Ravens, very, very slightest of favorites at home. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like an even on the money line uh, with a one point. It's you know, I think it's opened up at one and a half uh, the other day. I, mean, I was gonna pick, I'm going to pick the Broncos to win, so I'm going to pick them to cover. 
because they can't win in a tie. Uh, I guess they could win in a push, but I got them winning like by three or four points. So I, I do have them, but it shows you the respect the Ravens have. Basically, they think Vegas thinks the Ravens are two points better than the Broncos. And then over under for the Broncos Ravens forty four point five. What do you like dislike about that? Yeah, I'm gonna. Be, I, I would bet the under. Uh, I think it's gonna be sort of a rock fight. Um, Especially with that crowd, maybe yeah. offenses trying to settle in against some good defenses. Yeah, and try ball control with the Broncos. Keep Lamar Jackson off the field. So forty four and a half is, is my my pick would be the under in that one. Looking around the league here, some other lines from. SI Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Kansas City, touchdown favorite at the Eagles. I like the over on that one. Yeah, I can't see going to cover. I think Kansas City's going to cover seven. Right. They're coming off two straight losses. It's a must. It's not a must win, but it's a very important win to get. Philadelphia looks in total disarray. I mean, the fact they beat the Falcons handily in week one doesn't say much about the Falcons. But then the Eagles lost at home to the Niners. Got, you know, outclassed against the Cowboys so I think the Chiefs are going to cover that I would I would have picked the Chiefs if they had they been given 11 points I think that's going to be a route then over to the NFC Arizona Cardinals having a pretty good season so far they're plus four and a half at the Rams who are coming off a big win against Tampa Bay yeah these late the late game window on Sunday has got a couple of doozies and we're going to pick some of those games you know you got uh, Seahawks Niners Ravens Broncos Rams uh, Rams Cardinals Packers Steelers um, Arizona is getting how many points? Four and a half. Four and a half. I, I think the Rams are going to cover that because right now Matthew Stafford really cannot throw an incompletion. He is on fire, you know, rejuvenated, liberated, however you want to say it, in a new location. Cooper Cup uh, is having a great year. Deshaun Jackson makes a couple big catches a game. So I think the Rams are going to cover that spread and move to 4-0. and And then Green Bay, six and a half point favorites at home against the Steelers. And then game of the week in many people's eyes the Buccaneers are six-and-a-half-point favorites at New England. Yeah, I like the Packers covering that. I think the Steelers are in disarray a little bit because their receivers are either hurt or can't get open. Najee Harris had 14 catches last week, which was great, except he's a running back. And that means you're dumping it off. It means you're checking down, which means nobody's getting open downfield. So I like the Packers. I think they had, I think they got a lot of momentum off that win at San Francisco the other night. And so the Packers, I, I picked them to cover. And then I think one of the games of the year, just from a drama standpoint, Tampa Bay at New England. Tampa Bay uh, is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Tom Brady's got one thing on his mind. has to destroy the New England Patriots. Destroy I, the Patriots or Bill Belichick? One and the same. Uh, by doing the destroying the Patriots, you're destroying Bill. I got the I got Tampa Bay winning by 20. I think they're just going to run the Patriots off the field. I think Rob Gronkowski's going to be there. He's going to take a victory lap. Tom is going to set the NFL all-time record for passing yards in that game because he needs 68. So uh, I, I think the Buccaneers bounce back from last week's loss to the Rams and pound the Pats. So Brady on the precipice of passing Drew Brees in the record book. If Mr. Halloran is correct, he will do that this weekend in New England in the revenge game, as Ryan describes it. Again, this is the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran out here in Dove Valley. A couple more topics on the show here before we close out. Strength versus strength in this game, Broncos-Ravens. That's the Broncos' run defense against the Ravens' run offense. We discussed it a little bit with Lamar Jackson, his ability in addition to all the Baltimore backs, which have been depleted a little bit by injury, but we'll get to that. Who has the edge in that matchup and and how much can Mike Purcell, Draymond Jones, Shelby Harris rise up to the task up front? 
yeah, they're not. You know, if I'm them, you know, I play. You know, maybe play a little more base because uh, of of the running game. The Ravens. You you remove Lamar Jackson's statistics from it. You know, it is a pedestrian run game, but you got to include Lamar. He adds, as we talked about, he adds an incredible dimension running the football. I think the Broncos will contain their running backs, which will put them in third and long, which will limit Jackson's damage on keepers because you can run a keeper on third and three. You can't run it on third and 13. You can scramble, but you're not going to run a keeper. So uh, I think there's going to be some some hidden rushing yards. I mean, the Broncos could do a great job against the run on Sunday, and the Ravens still have 125 yards. And so that's 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 going to be a key for me. First in Orange podcast was in by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Now, Ravens defense up front, traditionally stout, stout this year, but their secondary has been getting torched. They're ranked 30th in the league. Now, I asked Vic Fangio, hey, can you exploit that? He says, eh, it's a little too early to determine if their secondary is piss poor, in other words, because of who they play, the, the Raiders and the Chiefs, namely. But is this an opportunity for the Broncos' offense to capitalize even without Jerry Judy, the high ankle sprain, and KJ Hamler, as we discussed? Yeah, and you know Marcus Peters, their top corner, you know he got hurt in practice, and that's a big loss. And so Marlon Humphrey is still a solid player, but like capable of covering Cortland Sutton all day? Yeah, probably not. So I'd move Sutton around a little bit. And and one thing is, I take advantage of like Patrick Queen, the middle linebacker for the Ravens. He's really struggled so far this year in coverage. I'd go right after him with Noah Fant, and, and I'd go after him with Albert O and see if you can get some yards that way. And that's really is what's working for this Bronco offense in the passing game right now is everybody's getting everybody's getting a little bit of a cookie. Everybody's getting their crumbs, and that keeps defenses on their heels a little bit, don't know who the ball is going to. Um, I do think in the red zone, they've had a kneel down. They've had two turnovers. I think it's start – it's it's time to start using Cortland Sutton a little bit on the on those uh, 50-50 red zone uh, you know fade patterns. That's what he does well. He got to get Cortland in the end zone. Uh, he hasn't reached it in three games yet. First Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. We'll close the show here with some predictions. Of course, subject to change in your Sunday newspaper. I'm going with the Broncos 24-17 over the Ravens. Uh, late touchdown, the difference. Maybe it's Noah Fant. Maybe it's Tim Patrick who comes up with it. I'm going to say a interception by Justin Simmons seals the game as Lamar Jackson tries to sling the Ravens back into it. Thoughts, feelings, predictions, Ryan? Um, yeah, I'll pick the Broncos. I'll go 17-13. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And uh, I do think a Bronco takeaway is going to be the difference. You know, another interception free game from Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. And the Broncos moved up 4-0 for the first time in uh, five years. Of course, we'll be covering it, win or lose, at denverpost.com slash Broncos. Appreciate you tuning in to today's show. This has been the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Follow along with us online and on Twitter, at Kyle Newman DP, at Ryan O'Halloran. And until next time, folks, take it easy.